good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the solid rock of the Word of God? Our scripture today comes from Isaiah chapter 66 and verse 12. The Bible says, I will extend peace to her like a river. It is Hymn History Friday. I'm taking a little time to look at an old hymn that's always been a favorite of mine. As a matter of fact, I, I've sung it throughout college in our church. We love to sing it in our church, and it's always been a great blessing. It's another one of those great hymns written by lyricist Frances uh, Havergal. And she was used so much to be able to leave us with great hymns today that we still sing because they're full of scriptural uh, meaning and uh, and uh, assurance. Uh, you're familiar with these words probably. Like a river glorious is our hymn for today. Uh, this song says, Like a river glorious is God's perfect peace, overall victorious in its bright increase. Perfect, yet it floweth fuller every day. Perfect, yet it groweth deeper all the way. And then the assurance comes right here in the chorus as it's just a rousing sensation that it makes in your heart when it says, Stayed upon Jehovah, hearts are fully blessed, finding as he promised, perfect peace and rest. And so there in that chorus, that refrain that occurs after each of the three stanzas, you find the connection between having perfect peace uh, and 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 your Lord, and that is to be stayed upon Jehovah. That's something that Frances Ridley Havergal was very familiar with. Uh, she was a woman who was uniquely gifted to be able to write hymns of the faith. As a matter of fact, there's a book. I'd love to have a first edition of it someday, but it's called The Poetical Works of Frances Ridley Havergal. It was printed in 1884. It was edited by her sister, Maria Havergal, and this particular hymn actually was not written to music at the time, but it was poetry that she had written and included in her book uh, entitled Like a River Glorious. The The uh, melody to the song didn't come along until a, just a short time later underneath the uh, uh, the uh, creation of a man named Pastor James Mountain. And he wrote the music to this that we're commonly familiar with today. Francis Havergal, born 1836 and died in 1879, had not always had the best of health. She had recently returned uh, to her home in Leamington from an excursion uh, to Switzerland. She was there with her niece Constance and some friends that she held to be very dear, and the trip was really rejuvenating for her. Uh, I don't have the time here, but she wrote letters to her mother just telling about what a blessing it was that uh, she was able to enjoy that time of good health. Uh, people in uh, the United Kingdom and Wales and England that were often uh, suffered a great deal with health maladies that uh, often kept them down for a long period of time. We know that Spurgeon, who pastored in London, often would be almost... Uh, almost paralyzed with depression and discouragement. And I've no doubt that probably the weather and the environment played a great deal in that being in London for all that time. But Frances Havergal went to Switzerland and had a good time there and was refreshing to her. But near the end of her trip, 
she had a turn in her health and she caught a fever and commenced that journey homeward as she says in as it says in her biography she had a dull headache and sickness and it just seemed to linger in her well in any case she got home and she found great peace there and it was during that time that she had written this particular hymn like a river glorious and she experienced that peace right there in the fears of life and death as they hung in the balance Uh, She was prayed for, she did a lot of praying, and she just had a great testimony that even during difficult times, when you're stayed on Jehovah, he can sustain you and carry you along. The second stanza of her song says this, hidden in the hollow of his blessed hand, never foe can follow, never traitor stand, not a surge of worry, not a shade of care, not a blast of hurry touched the spirit there. Why? Because again, stayed upon Jehovah, hearts are fully blessed. The last stanza then will hint at her home going. It says, every joy or trial falleth from above, traced upon our dial by the Son of love. We may trust him fully, all for us to do. They who trust him wholly find him wholly true. Well, it wasn't long after her return home in 1876 uh, that she was in the south of Wales. And once again, uh, Frances Havergal caught a severe cold and she suffered tremendous inflammation in her lungs. And she was literally told by the doctor that she, that she would, uh, may possi- quite possibly die. And I love her response. She said, quote, if I'm really going, it's too good to be true. Now, how many of us would react that way? Uh, Her friends were really staggered at the amazing peace that she had, even in the the face of the the prospect of dying. And so uh, this hymn is a product of that. Three years later, 1879, I'm fast forwarding, uh, she was meeting some boys to talk with them about the Lord, kind of a little Sunday school class. And she ran into cold, wet weather, and she got chilled to her very insides. Well, as often happens, her fever came on, and it grew worse. She was already a little bit compromised uh, physically because of her previous sicknesses. Well, her family got real scared. Uh, Robert Morgan tells about this incident in his life, uh, in his uh, hymn history, uh, entitled, Then Sings My Soul. Uh, And then Uh, it became apparent that Frances, who actually was only 42 years old at the time, she was dying. On one particular Sunday, one of the doctors left the room from checking on her, and he said, goodbye, I shall not see you again. Well, there's some good bedside manner for you, perhaps, but nonetheless, he he was trying to be as honest as he could, because then Frances said, then you really think I'm going? And uh, the doctor said, yes. Today, probably, beautiful, said Francis. That's too good to be true. <laughs> Soon afterward, she, she looked up smiling and said, You know, it's splendid to be so near the gates of heaven. Well, she asked her brother to come in. She was fading away and asked her brother to sing some hymns to her and minister to her. And then he said to her, You know, you've talked and written a great deal about the king. You're going to see him in all of his beauty. And Francis responded, it's so splendid. I thought he would have left me here a while longer, but he is so good to take me now. 
And a little later, she whispered, Come, Lord Jesus, come and fetch me. Well, convulsions racked her body. The fever was raging. And then, after a particularly terrible bout of con uh, convulsions, uh, she laid her head back on the pillow, and she looked up steadfastly as if she was looking right at the Lord himself. And, and they say, they, they reported, those that were there said that she she looked up and it was almost like she was looking right at the Lord. And there was this glorious radiance upon her face. And for 10 minutes, they said, we watched her. She was breathing normally, uh, almost as if she was visibly meeting with her king. And she was glad. Then she tried to sing, but after one sweet high note, her voice failed. And she closed her eyes, and she went on to glory. In perfect peace, probably, I might add. Francis was delighted with the idea of going home. I think many times we betray our own faithlessness and own prospect in looking into heaven when we grip so hard to this life. Oh, yes, we love it, and we're appreciative of what God has given to us. But I wonder, do are the realities of heaven so apparent to us, so real to us, that we're willing to forsake this world uh, for the prospect and the reality of the next. Being with our Savior, do you have that kind of peace today? Uh, that peace, that perfect peace and rest, like a river glorious, is God's perfect peace. God bless you today. I encourage you to find yourself in a house of worship. The Lord's Day is coming up real soon. Roll over, get out of bed, be in the church house, lift your voice up, sing praises to Him. It might be your last Sunday. I hope you'll be ready. The Lord is coming soon, and we look forward to it. God bless you. Walk with Christ. <laughs>